0: About to listen to a podcast full of wonder, excitement, and discovery. It's time for an adventure through Odyssey. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Adventures Through Odyssey podcast, Odyssey Revisited. I'm Will here with John. We're uh quickly recording this episode this week to cover the next six episodes of Adventures in Odyssey. And we're going to start off with, well, and I would call this our heaviest episode so far. Oh, no. uh, thank you, God. Wit tells a group of friends about how he became a Christian. When he was young, his stepmother was in a horrible accident, which left her blind. Through God's love, she was able to cope and show wit the meaning of faith.
1: I mean, I've always liked this episode. I think, I mean, until almost recently, it really was the first time we've had a good grasp of wit as a
0: child. I would agree with that. Wit's sister gets brought up? Yes, which I feel bad for not remembering.
1: I mean, she doesn't really talk that much in the episode, right? I don't think she has any lines. Yeah, 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 I don't think she talks at all. I'm checking the cast
2: right
0: now. Yeah, no reference, but. Yeah. This is also a Rosetta Stone in several ways. It's the young wit, it's the one time we hear about his stepmom, and it's the only appearance of Agnes before they really figured the character out.
1: Yeah. Which is so weird. I feel like. I feel like what it must have been was they introduced Tom's wife and it's like, Oh, Tom has a wife. That makes sense. And then like the writers just forgot or never had a reason to put her in stuff, but they would occasionally get letters from people being like, Hey, doesn't Tom have a wife? Why does she never show up? And is never mentioned. <laughs> yeah. It's especially weird. Cause we've already had a few episodes. Haven't we already had an episode of Tom's farm?
0: I don't think we've officially been to the farm. Okay, guys.
1: I think I'm thinking of the of the jokester episode, but the original wasn't at the farm, was it?
0: Right, they change it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's what Jared.
1: that's what I was getting. That's what I was getting mixed up. I wonder. This would be an interesting question to be like: if Odyssey just forgot they had established that, or if they just kind of thought that, oh, like we don't want to do that for some reason.
0: Yeah, I'm double-checking. Because there's no way
1: they were like, oh, we're we're doing this because this is our headcanon, and we're going to do an episode about it, like, 15 years later. Like, 10 or 15 years later.
0: I mean, I guess that's possible. I do also just think as equally as possible, it's one of those, they wrote an early show reference back into the show when it was more established. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it did take us a long time to, like, get out to Tom's farm and see him outside the context of coming to visit wit
2: yeah
0: i'm trying is there anything else uh i i would say and i i guess this is not the same for everyone i our family certainly won't certainly went around the table and said that we were thankful for but the way the episode opens as an adult you read it as wit's telling this long story because the food isn't ready and he's trying to stall the <laughs> time
1: I mean, it is curious if if this was compressed down in reality, is this like a five minute story that just because we get to see each element of
0: it yeah i that is something I've always wondered about, you know, right, is this wit telling the story in real time and in a lot of shows like this, or are we just to see the little details because he, he's probably not telling everybody the exact phrasing of what they said? exactly i do think it'd be fun if in a, like a young wit flashback
1: episode we see his stepmom again
0: i would agree again another great character in this episode who just kind of vanishes into the background yeah this one makes a little
1: more sense because it's like a it could only really be a flashback character
0: yes and it does seem to always kind of imply a lot of the young wit stuff is before he became a christian yeah I did appreciate the call to Duke University, and the wiki points this out. They moved to Raleigh, but Duke is in Durham, and they're about an hour apart. So was he commuting? (laughs) That's a good catch. I mean, probably. It is a a specific
1: choice. Maybe maybe that's a thing a ton of people do, and someone on the righty team was like, no, 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 everyone lives here, not in.
0: I mean, that's very possible. Yeah.
1: That's
0: funny. So, yes, and then there, the, the first appearance of Rodney. Not that Rodney, though.
1: Different Rodney.
0: Yes. All right. Karen Donna Barkley tries to cope with her best friend Karen Crosby becoming ill with cancer. So this, you know, don't know if the listeners. Listeners know. As a child,
1: I had cancer uh for several years. So this episode was always always very deep and emotional, especially for someone who was worried about surviving cancer. I think it does a really I think it does a lot of things really really well. Yes. I think it's and it's I think this is all Christian media, not just Odyssey. It's always a hard thing of how do you deal with someone dying in, in terms of religious faith you know especially someone yes. so young like the dream sequence is interesting like it the dream sequence it's like oh i don't dislike this dream sequence but it is like a very like interesting way of looking at it all
0: like really? i have
1: something better for you and, and it's kind of like right in in respects heaven is better than life on earth like no like not a disagreement whatsoever but it's like an interesting like way to look at it and like specifically focus on that where it's like well she's gonna die but she's going to an even better place so that kind of answers the big question of it yes i would agree with that which i i do i like that angle but you know as me as an adult you know, I'd love to deal more into the the bigger questions. But I think for a children's show, that's a good way to look at it. Um, yes. I, I do think one thing that even helps us up so more is like the episode they did like a year later, which I'm sure we're going to talk about. That is a yes. really, really like I feel like it's like part three of this story that really, really makes it all work.
0: Part three. What's part two?
1: I thought, sorry, I always think Karen's a two-part
0: episode. No, it's, and actually, I was going to get to that for a second. So, this is a good episode. It's very much an episode I don't think they would have even made a year later. Yeah. So, and here's what I mean by that. One, we have two separate instances where two boys, who I feel like six months later would have been Jack and Oscar, give you context on what's going on with Karen, which is fine. It was just noticeable they didn't like do it a third time or something. Everything takes place like seemingly over the course of three weeks, which I understand happens sometimes, but it moves at a very breakneck pace because of that. Yeah. You know, when we talked about at the 28 yard line, you mentioned or the 18 yard line, you mentioned they felt like the script was too serious. To throw in some J jokes. Yeah. And this is a very heavy 22 minutes. Like, I don't think there was a single joke in this. Yeah. And I don't think that's bad, but I do wonder if a 2 part or maybe when we come back from part two They mention it's been a couple of months.
1: Yeah, I'll say this. This is a very impressive episode in terms of that, where you're like, wow, that was a lot of like really good content in 22 minutes.
0: Yes, I do agree. There was something else I wanted to throw out there that I have now completely blanked on. Oh, I guess there's part of me that wishes Wit had given part of the message as well and not just. Karen being this wise beyond her years, ten year older
1: Yeah, I think that, and I think that's why the set, like the uh,
0: continuation of the story, like a year later, helps with that. Yes. Oh, that that was the other thing. It helps immensely that this is Donna.
2: Yeah,
1: it does.
0: Because one, because I can carry it on a year later, and in this is more in like knowing she sticks around. The story lands better than if it was a random kid we had never met before
1: hmm
0: i do think
1: like i think if they did this today and i don't think this would necessarily be bad i think they would go over more elements like i think they would have karen being afraid more Yes. like it seems like they just jumped that part which isn't bad like i think like she's finding faith in god and like trusting in god with that but i think it could have it if they did it today, this would be like a big like two or three part episode, and that would be a whole part is her coming to terms with this possibility.
0: Yes. Because even like the first time they visit her and they ask about her being okay, she pauses for a second. And I kind of read that this time around. She knows this is a very real thing that might happen. Yeah. So. Yeah, so I think we, oh, the wiki fact here does say uh, the impact of Karen's, not that one, uh, the episode is based on a true incident that happened to a friend of Sage Bolty, Chuck Bolte's daughter. Sage Bolte voices Karen in this episode. Mm. This is one of those I'd love a making of, because how much of this was based on things that really happened? Yeah. We like, should have family.
1: we should have brought the official guide over and see if they have
0: more on it. Uh, Between you and me, I think most of these wiki facts are taken from the official guide, because there's not like a lot of making up of Adventures in Odyssey. (laughs) I think probably, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Also, the character of Cameron will later appear in Paul McCusker's novel series, they don't say what it was called, which acts as a prequel to the audio series episodes. What? I guess Paul McCusker wrote prequel novels. I can't find what they're called, but... (laughs) This is probably from the guide, too. Well, because I figured like maybe the page about Karen has the information, but it does not. Yeah. So, eh. but yeah, so this is episode 50. And I kind of feel like this episode and the next episode were them saying if we had canned at 52 episodes, we at least want to cover these two big things. So, anything else about yeah. this episode?
1: No, I think it's a very good episode. Like I, I, I made a few critiques, but I think it's a very well written, very well done episode. It's just I think there's it, uh, it's such a, it's such like a concept that's so like you know happens to a lot of people. It's personal to me. Um, yes. You know, and it has so many religious angles. You know, it's like, I'd love to see some of these other angles explored, but the angles they chose to explore for a children's show are very good.
2: Yes.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Connie, parts one and two. Connie encounters old friends who remind her of how different she was before coming to Odyssey. Meanwhile, Eugene Meltzner starts working at Wits End and promptly changes how the shop works.
1: I feel to some extent Like, I wonder if the Eugene thing was going to be a separate episode. Maybe. Well, not a separate episode, but it does feel like it definitely, like, a balance between, like, the Connie becoming a Christian, the more serious stuff, and then, like, here's what's going on at Wits End, and it's, like, this new guy that's kind of goofy.
0: Right, and obviously this isn't mail from Karen saying the episode was too dark. I do wonder if they felt like Connie becoming a Christian should have been two episodes, or they felt like they had enough content for, like, an episode and a quarter and didn't want to cut out that quarter.
2: Yeah.
1: Because
0: all the Connie stuff is very strong. I guess maybe they could have cut some of the
1: flashbacks out.
0: Yeah, especially because we have a clip show coming up. I do think that was just to remind the audience of where we've been. I, I feel like at this point in Odyssey, they wanted people, except for, like, the part one,
1: part two, to, like, be able to listen to, like, these episodes, and understand what's going on without any context for anything else yes i I would agree, and yeah, you're probably right i here Here's what I'll say. This is a great episode. it's a seminal classic odyssey episode. I do think, looking back that we haven't even had that many episodes with Connie or Connie as a main character agreed, and so. I think, especially for the short time we've known Connie and the arc, it's a great arc. I guess I think about Eugene's arc that would play out for like the next like 10 years. Yes. On the show, where you get like little bits and pieces over the years, and his not beliefs, like a big part of stuff that comes up. You know, there's the whole thing with Katrina and everything that I feel like. Eugene's hits a little harder like even like listening to the episode with Eugene like you can tell they've gotten way better at I, I think some of the writers have gotten even better at writing by the time the Eugene turning to Christ episode comes along because it emotionally hits like when you listen to that I think I get emotional with Eugene becoming a Christian and this is like this is a great episode it's really meaningful impactful I don't get as emotional
0: I would definitely agree with that. Like, maybe if you had listened to the whole year episode by episode, this would have been a big moment. And I, But again, I also think 52 episodes is a year. Uh, actually, the Thanksgiving episode was the one-year anniversary of the show. I'm sure their thought was, if we don't do more episodes, we at least want Connie to become a Christian. Because they do kind of kick it into high gear in the last couple episodes before that happens. Yeah. And to be honest, they do a really good job of, like, having like Connie
1: like episodes involving Connie being a new Christian or Connie helping like kids who are like someone who can almost relate to them more yes like I, 100% I agree with that yeah I would just so the fans don't get upset. I think this is a fantastic episode I think it's classic I just think it's it's interesting listening in it in comparison to Eugene's episode and that one I just think is even better not that this is
0: yeah, I would also say uh it is interesting in the context of modern Odyssey where Whit mentions Karen's death affected Connie more than he thought it would and we don't really see that like it's you know Connie's always want to go back to California, it's Christmas time so why wouldn't she be able to go back? It doesn't feel like she's running away from the Karen issue. And maybe if we that's... had one episode subplot touching on that.
1: Yeah. I that that's very true kind of thinking about that. I think it makes sense kind of as a, this progression system, but yeah, it's at the same time, you're just kind of like, oh yeah, like you don't see that much connection, Connie's connection with Karen. But I guess like a young child dying and like affecting a lot of other people where you work would have that same, would at least shake you a little bit.
0: I agree. I'm just saying, again, it's a good episode. There's just a lot of added context now. We're trying to look at these episodes as they aired, but sometimes it's unavoidable. Yeah. I feel
1: like the woman on the plane... I'm surprised... The bus, the bus sorry. I'm surprised they never brought her back for anything.
0: Even in Pamela has a problem, you're kind of right.
1: Yeah, like, she's such, like, it almost, like... Like yeah, it's such a specific character and then like I'm like they never like Pamela you know famously comes back in that episode and recently came back.
0: Yes. In a
1: episode that we did not particularly like and where yeah. Connie goes upset of people not giving money. Um cuz that's Pamela on the phone right? I'm not going
0: crazy. No, it's not. No, no, it is.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I guess, like, that's just such an interesting character that you think they would have mentioned it or they could have had her, like, show up in Odyssey and then it's like, oh, she's old friends with Wit. I mean, that feels like something that would happen.
0: Yeah. Hmm. All right. The Sacred Trust. Lucy promises Heather she will keep a dangerous promise and Eugene and Connie try to prove who's the better worker. I mean, we had to come down from, like, those four really heavy episodes back-to-back, back, so.
1: I know. I feel like, though, this is a little bit heavy with the friendship thing.
0: I I agree. It is just such a shake. It is.
1: Like, when you were reading, like, what, let's, like, oh, like, the Thanksgiving episode, then Karen, then Connie. Like I, it was, that's such like a, I don't know, like I get having Karen and then Connie, if you're having some if in their head and like in their plotting some of the impetus for Connie being sad as Karen yes. and like wanting to leave more, but right. The Thanksgiving episodes pretty heavy. Like, I don't know if this is just like, whoops, we wrote four really like deep, heavy episodes,
0: but even like, it's yeah, kind really, of,
1: ha-
2: go ahead.
0: Yeah. I, I really don't know, but. Especially because this was, like, the there's this, then a Christmas episode, and this just feels like the odd man out of everything. Yeah, exactly. Is it still, like, a good episode? Yes. Honestly, if I were listening to these week to week in 1988, I'd probably be glad for a slightly lighter kid adventure romp. It's, it's true. Like, I like this episode. I do think
1: it's telling that, like, I forgot what this episode was about before I re-listened to it.
0: Well, I remembered it was the one where they go dancing, and Lucy. Well, yeah, Lucy breaks the promise.
1: Well, right when I was re-listening to it, it's like, oh yeah, I I do remember this stuff happening. But like when I read the description, I'm like, what was the thing with a friend? Like I was like trying to remember
2: it.
0: Yeah, again, not a bad thing. There was something. I'm reading the discussion questions now. I will say they do a very good job making Heather's actions wrong, and not just like a weird focus on the family. We think this is wrong,
1: yeah, it's specifically true. because
0: they, you know, they pretended she was a teenager. It wasn't. We're being prudes about the, I don't know, skating rink or something.
1: Yeah, they're like, oh, you're like lying about your age, and this could end up very poorly.
0: Yes. All yeah. right. Yeah, absolutely. Peace on earth. The Barclays forget the true meaning of Christmas. <laughs> Another kind of downer episode. Yeah, you're right. We needed... That.
1: I mean, obviously it ends well, and, like, things work out, but it's like, oh, all their Christmas stuff is stolen.
0: Yes.
2: That's, people, why you need a dog.
0: Very funny. Well, interestingly... Apparently, the original concept of this episode was wit was being too busy to enjoy Christmas, which is like the first eight minutes of this episode. Then Chuck Bolte came up with the idea of the Barclays game robbed and they blended it into one episode. Yeah, Cause I will I... say. Because no. I will say it does. It is notable that it feels like the entire first eight minutes is this a plot about wit, then a B plot about the Barclays stars and we never go back to the wit thing. I think that's very true. I, I
1: kind of am glad because I do think it would be kind of a more boring episode if it was just about Wit running around.
0: Like well, I'm sure busy. there would have been more, but yeah. This is also really the first time we've established, as according to the Wiki at least, this Wit and Tom relationship where Tom's the only one who get away with chastising Wit the way he does. That's true.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I feel like yes. it's
1: funny because I feel like definitely like, modern odyssey you'd not you wouldn't have this happen because i feel like as odyssey went along it became more and more like the completely safe small town where like everyone can leave their door unlocked yes i would agree and so like and it was already kind of like prefaced on that a little bit like that was the feel of the town and so it is a little jarring that you're like would this actually happen in odyssey
0: I would agree with that. I mean, also, and maybe I'm wrong. Do people get robbed that often on Christmas anymore? I don't know. I mean, maybe it doesn't happen a lot, but some of these episodes make it sound like it was an, an epidemic in the '80s.
1: I'm sure. Right, I wouldn't know for sure. My assumption would be like it was always a big news story when it did happen. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Like it's okay, like yeah, oh no. That makes sense. I I will say. I mean people obviously get robbed when they're sleeping, but like I I don't know, I feel like that's well, I don't know. I shouldn't I shouldn't talk about how people get robbed anymore because I don't have any experience with that, but I guess like it would have probably made more sense had they come back from Christmas Eve service and everything's robbed. Yes. And then you know, the police come Christmas Eve and then people are there on Christmas morning. Cause the whole town of Odyssey assembles real quick.
0: Agreed. I will say it is interesting if you read the cast list, how many like voice cameos we get at the end of characters we've seen throughout the year.
1: Yeah. Well, you know they love doing the It's a Wonderful Life thing kind of things with the Barclays.
0: That is true. <laughs> Like, I feel like
1: their thought was, like, it'll be a big thing, like, at the end. Like, all these Odyssey characters come back.
0: I would agree. But, yeah, so it it definitely happens really fast. Like, they call the police. Someone probably called the pastor, Mr. Whitaker. Then, within what feels like 20 minutes. Right, it feels like, I'm sure it was, like, two or three hours. Right. But, right,
1: it feels like almost instantly all these people show up. So I feel like it, like it's not like I'm not dinging the episode for it, that it wasn't at like Christmas Eve. I guess like realistically I could meet. I don't know. I don't know how people get robbed. I'm too innocent for that sort of thing. Yeah,
0: yeah right. It's one of those Christmas episodes that's more meant to be just a happy feel good time, sort of. Yeah.
1: But it is, like, I feel like this episode made me afraid as a kid about my Chris, about someone sneaking, like, breaking in on Christmas night and stealing my presents.
0: I would kind of agree with that. Yeah. I, I could definitely see that. Okay, so, we're doing one more episode, and you might wonder, wait, didn't they already do their six? Well, because this next one's a clip show, we can cover it really, really fast. So, if we ever do a clip show, we're going to throw a bonus episode onto there. So, yeah if that makes sense all right so odd lang side tom and wit reflect on the things that happened over the year did you listen I to this mean, one
1: uh i will i kind of remember it i didn't know we had to prepare this for this week's podcast but i can still talk about it i kind of remember it
0: okay i didn't know how far ahead you lit. I, I mean, there's not much to say. It's an end-of-the-year clip show because everyone wanted to go home for the holidays. I will say the clips are surprisingly long, and I kind of wonder if that was so they could send this out to sell the show to radio stations who have not picked it up yet. I mean,
1: that's very possible as, like, a reasoning. You know, from what I remember about the episode, I was always kind of like, oh, okay, but you are right. It's very long clips. It feels like for a clip show. Now, in fairness, they had really only been around for a year.
0: Well, I agree, but there could have like, and that is true. They talk about you know kids radio starting being a comedy moment, and it's not like they had 15 comedy moments they could stitch together in a montage. Yeah, I feel like at this time, Uh, a lot of the a lot of the stuff from the episodes were very like contingent on you
1: knowing other stuff that happened in the episode. So, it may have been hard for them to actually find like standalone clips that could make sense in a clip show.
0: This is true. And I do love how the, some, sometimes just them standing on the porch of Wit's and talking about things that happen, but never cutting to the clip. But interestingly, a, a fun fact here is Wit predicts that Eugene will appear less frequently due to his increased workload at Campbell County Community College. And apparently, because originally Eugene was supposed to be a less frequently used character, and just kind of pop in from time to time. And that turned out not happening. But I do appreciate kind of a in-universe reference to the sudden disappearance of a character who has been in every episode since he debuted.
1: Yeah, that's very true. I do wonder if part of what happened they're like is, oh, like we don't really know exactly what to do with this character. Well, he may show up from time to time. And then they're like, oh, wait, he's like this great foil for a bunch of different characters. Like he's a great foil for Connie. He's a great foil. Like he's a great character with wit He's, like, funny. I would
0: ag- Yes. I would agree. Other than that, it's really weird to listen to a sincere clip show for the first time in several years. Because now whenever a TV show does a clip show in the modern age, it's either a parody clip show or immediately is undercut as not being a clip show. Yeah. So to have Whit and Tom unironically sitting around remembering and then cutting to those clips was just a a shift. Yeah.
1: It's it's nice. It's kind of it's like a time capsule of a bygone era.
0: Yes, but I also understand why it was never included in an album.
2: Yeah,
0: I agree. All right, that yeah, that wraps up this episode. Join us next time for the start of fundamentals, uh, the first another the second themed album, and we'll see you then. I'm Will. I'm John. We'll see you next time.